The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother, and treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Horus Heresy. Whether you're a warrior of the Legionis Astartes, an adept of the Mechanicum, or a mortal in a galaxy of madness, you'll find your place here. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat, broadcasting deep within the bowels of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to the Remembrancers Retreat. I'm Jesse and I've got Austin, Dave, and Robbie here today. How's everybody doing? All right, all right, all right. Yeah, man. Awesome. (laughs) So this past week, we've basically had a huge drop on us, the FAQ for the Horus Heresy Rules. And (laughs) you've probably heard it in a lot of other podcasts. We're going to have our own talk about it. Maybe we'll have some different opinions. We'll see what happens. But uh, so... Who wants to start first with the FAQ? Who wants to get into it right away? The fucking champion has a Paragon Blade. Can you <laughs> everybody's going to have a champion now? Like, I feel bad for the Mortat. Now, now you are useless because the Legion champion is the new up-and-comer. He is who he is supposed to be. He is worthy to be in my army. <laughs> yeah, right, Robbie has some strong feelings about player, that. Uh, I always like the idea of a champion and then I'd look at him and be like, but he can't take Like he can't take anybody in a in combat. Like pray to the Paragon blade. It's just going to murder him. It'll be sad. No longer. <laughs> so for, for 20 points, Robbie, what does that make the Legion champion console? Or like, how would you kid him out, man? Cause 20 points is not insignificant. I would literally, I'd probably go combat shield and Paragon blade. And put them with a fast-moving unit, like let's say. Uh, it really doesn't matter because you're just all you're doing is putting them in there for the uh, add initiative AP two. That's what you're doing. Like run it as a regular uh, centurion that you would normally do, but now it's just a little more effective. So you're killing out a whole bunch of stuff before you know you get to like the unwieldy stuff. Can yeah. you put him in uh, cataphracty armor? I'm pretty sure you can put them in any uh, Terminator armor you want. Yeah, because that could get that could get real rude real quick. You start shoving him in like Cataphracty or uh, maybe a Salamander with Thunder Shield or something. Mm. Suddenly you have a really tanky, not your warlord that can dish out AP two and challenges. But he's still an HQ choice, right? Or is he an elite choice? He's he's still no, he's HQ. HQ. But a lot of Rite of Wars, like if you look at the uh, Emperor's Children um, and also like uh, Salamander's Covenant of Fire, like, you're only allowed a single HQ choice unless it's a champion. So uh-huh. kind of like, you know, there's certain Rite of Wars that people are like, dude, I'm, this is whole part of this, you know, thing that I'm not utilizing because the, let's face it, the Legion champion was kind of garbage, you know, getting like the additional. Uninspired. Skills, you know, wasn't really, you know, it didn't do it for enough people, but now bringing that Paragon Blade, uh, I think it's also a good way for people to be like, yo, I've got this Praetor that I modeled a long time ago. I yeah. didn't use because I use my special characters all the time. Now it's like, yo, instead of playing him as a Praetor, you're now my champion. I'm going to put you in. So now I've got you know my favorite models that I've painted. And I can play with them all at the same time. Before he yeah, was a good the, call. the Praetor, he was the champion. Yeah, no, I think that's cool, man. Definitely. All right, well, with the champion out of the way, you guys want to start from the top of the FAQ and work our way down? <laughs> yeah, I'm totally fine with that. I just all got right. excited. No, it's all good. It's all good. 
All right, so I'm going to start with, uh, this is the Age of Darkness Rules version 1.0 updates and errata. And the first thing we got out of the out of the gate, we got Perils of the Warp. Add the following to the end of the first paragraph under the heading Perils of the Warp. If a vehicle suffers Perils of the Warp, it always experiences the psychic backlash result on Perils of the Warp table. I do not play psychers, so I have no idea what the hell this means. Uh, Anyone else I- play psychers? I think what it means is, and I, I could be wrong because I just moved, and all of my rule books that I was going to use for reference are at the house I'm live I bought, and not the apartment I'm still living in. Um, I guess it's the um, very specific entry in, I, the, in the table that it experiences. I, I it doesn't do anything else. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just sort of uh, the way everybody's kind of always played it, but not the yeah. thing that's actually in the rules. How would a vehicle suffer perils of the warp? Is it if, like, you, a psyker launches out of it? Because I think this is talking about, like, the Osiren uh, Dreadnought. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. If a, ve- if a vehicle suffers perils of the warp, it always experiences the psychic backlash result on the perils of the warp table. So, yeah. So my, okay, my it question would be like Dreadnoughts, is, yeah. My question is, is that in addition to rolling on perils of the warp, or is that... Uh, no, it just that. experiences. And looking at it, it's instead of instead of rolling randomly to see what what happens to you, you suffer the psychic backlash result yeah. because some of those results can't apply to vehicles, right? Oh, okay, okay. Like, like wound instead of hull point or whatever. Right. Sure, because it doesn't have leadership, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Robbie, I think you're right. I think that's the Osiren Dreadnought. I think it could also be future proofing. Uh, for perhaps some uh, more psychic uh, or demon, perhaps, uh, psychic uh, vehicles that we might see. I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely, because, you know, you've got, you know, supposedly, like, uh, new demon stuff coming out on the next Black Book. So what? maybe we're getting, like, a chariot that, you know, uh, has, like, some yeah. kind of capacity like that. So, yeah, I could definitely see it. Very cool. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, I totally could see it. I'm going to slam this giant rule book in front of me on this desk here. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's how it is, I think, for a lot of these. Like, the next, the next one kind of down is saying vehicles can move and shoot with ordnance weapons in the same turn. I'm, yep. I'm under the impression that I guess it may have left that line out of the old rule book, even though it's something obvious that everybody should play with. Um, let's see, what else we got? Looks like they added just sort of all the new, all the new knights and stuff that are around uh, yep. to the panoply of war. Which yeah, because you know, it was it was missing knights beforehand, and people were like, oh, they can only take you know a single knight now. But no, you can bring two now. I think I believe that's what that was the yeah. big deal a few months ago. Yeah, and then a little thing about some reserve. of these. I, I, honestly, I remember some of these things being issues, and I honestly can't remember why. <laughs> No, no, this was when they, they released the Age of Darkness rulebook. People yeah. were freaking out about this, that, that you could no longer take knights as a Lord of War choice. In, in the uh, Panoply. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so like a little typos and it's things. coming back to me now. <laughs> and like the reserves, the reserves thing, uh, you know, it, a, one always, a natural one always fails, a natural mm-hmm. six always succeeds. So no more modifiers affecting. Well... Well, modifiers, modifiers can affect the natural one right. or the natural six. But if I have, it's you know, cool. me and my buddy playing a doubles game, we can get you to negative four on your 
die roll. Right. Yep. Y'all both can't bring Alpharius. You know that, right? What? Let's bring a couple you command tanks. That's horseshit. You should be able to bring two Alpharius's and just one one as Omegon. Yeah, yeah. There should be no reason you can't take two Alpharius's. Yeah, GW, if you're... No, wait, I'm Alpharius. (laughs) (laughs) You're wrong, because I'm Alpharius. (laughs) Anyway, before we drive that joke into the ground, let's see what else we got here. So you have the reserves we talked about, special rules, preferred enemy. So this one was kind of neat. Yeah, this so is it, one of the ones I really like. Yeah. If a model with this rule makes an attack against a mixed unit, which has one or more models to which their preferred enemy rule pertains, but is not entirely composed of such models, it may still benefit from the effects of preferred enemy for all attacks made against that unit. For example, a model with preferred enemy independent characters may re-roll fail to hit and to wound rolls against all the models in a unit which has been joined by independent character. That's a big deal. I like it. Yeah, yeah. that makes like like who? Uh, Sisigman, I think, has preferred enemy special char- independent characters, right? And I, would, I mean, think so. Yeah, there there's a bunch of like special characters that have this ability, and everyone's sort of just like, oh well, you know, that's you pretty a challenge. Who cares? Yeah, not anymore, man. You can't I'd just like, like. I'd like to give a shout out uh, to Jason because that's how he's already been playing it. So kudos <laughs> to him because he is pretty ahead of the curve. Like, dude, because like his he's got a magos that does it. I'm pretty sure, like when he shoots. So yeah, definitely. Like, you know, preferred enemy characters. Like, you know, you put a character in your squad. Like, yeah, we're gonna come break the hammer off on you now. You can't hide behind these little boys anymore. Yeah, it makes you have to to fight the challenge, right? So if you're gonna take the penalty yeah. anyway, you you might as well get in, right? Yeah, yeah. And for those weird, like, warlord traits or something that's like, you get preferred enemy independent character that everybody kind of, you know, craps on because when does that happen? Now gives it to the whole target unit, and that is awesome. Mm-hmm. awesome. Alright, so also, under these special rules, I've lost my place. Now here we go. Special rules 172, under the heading Sniper. Add the following at the end of the text. If a model makes a shooting attack, which would normally need less than four up to wound thanks to their weapon strength, the better to wound roll is still used. Similarly, if the unit they are already using has a superior AP value, that AP value is still used. Attacks with the blaster template rules may never benefit from the effects of sniper special rule. All right, the first part makes a lot of sense. You're obviously going to hit with the better to wound roll. And... uh uh, little, uh, not everybody read it like that. I won't give a name, uh, but I was playing somebody, and they wanted to argue that I could only wound on a four up with my Meltagon. Um, I was like, <laughs> wait, so being better at shooting and being a sniper with this gun makes it, you know, not hit on a, f- you know, I was like, you know what? Yeah. You yeah, know, what? rules is written. That's uh, that's how it used to be. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, I I don't know. But it makes hey FAQ. It now makes sense now. Yeah, no, and that's that's and, why I uh, really like just overall this FAQ because a, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's fixing that sort of thing. Like right. everybody stuff that really pertained stuff that really pertained to the game, not real random stuff. But like, okay, yeah, yeah, and nothing. It's a, it's a true nothing FAQ. Gets, <laughs> yeah, nothing <laughs> got answered weirdly, right? 
they didn't come down and were like, oh, yeah, no, you have Sniper, you wound on a 4-up, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, you're, like, worse with that melting. Let's just repeat down. the rule again. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the, um, the old edition of Warhammer had that issue. When they'd come out with FAQs, they'd more or less just repeat what was written in yeah, the rules. Yeah, they'd, like, double down on yeah. like, bad rule writing. No, I think this, this whole FAQ um, has really been about how do, you, how do you tailor the game to the narrative and what the community wants. Man, I think Forge World knocked it out of the park. Like, there's, there's nothing in here that I think they got wrong. Like, everything in here either was the way well, we were playing the game or what they wanted. It feels, though, like this is just my opinion. Um, I think they went outside to third party. Yeah. Like, they went to people that play testers. I think they did. I think because uh, it like the word choice and the jargon doesn't. It's not necessarily the same as it usually is. Like like the clarifications is like the way we would talk about it during game. Like you know when we hit it and we're like, oh, what does this actually mean? That someone was like, it's no, this laid is, out simply. This is our interpretation. This is what we're gonna do. Forge World. Uh, I think it should be this. You know, case in point, mm-hmm. Augury's gamers. <clears throat> no, I completely agree, yeah. Robbie. I think it's. I think it. It was the Forge World design team or the rules guys listening to event organizers who gave them feedback from the events and saying, "These are the questions that we're getting. Right? These are. We need clarification on this. Doesn't make sense." And I think that's that's amazing, man, because it means we're just going to get a better game, and we're going to keep getting a better game. Um. So yeah, awesome. Anyway. Um, so, yep, yeah, so looks like the rest, kind of the rest of this little section um, is stat changes that don't seem to be really any different for uh, Quad Larcher, Graviton Imploder, and again, I apologize, I don't have the stuff in front of me. It looks like they replaced, they uh, got rid of Shell Shock for the Quad Launcher. That's what it is. All right. um, I'm well, looking at it right now. I think it was like clarification. That it, they got rid of shell shock because well, I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the rule book right now, page 176. It was originally quad launcher frags were heavy four barrage blast shell sh- yeah, shell shock, and in the new FAQ, it is shell shock is not there anymore. Right, but like the when quad launcher they they had like pinning, didn't they? And then shell shock gave a negative one to the pinning. So I pretty yeah. much I think they're just cleaning up their rule there. Oh, really I got change, you. Yeah, they didn't change it from their last from the actual last rule book. I think they just took, they forgot to take out the shell shock because it's like minus one to pinning, but it doesn't cause pinning anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's just, yeah, just, quad, just quad launchers don't need to be any yeah. better. No, they really they don't. don't. They don't. I have, they're a lot of fun. Graviton weapons. Let's see. What's different here. Replace the graviton imploder weapon profile with the following. 18-inch range, weird-ass strength, AP2, 724. I'm going to read now, which is good on podcasting. I think this was another clarification because they did change it up, and there was a lot of outrage. They're like, this can't be right. I think this is them like solidifying that, yes, grab imploders are no longer like 40K. Yeah. Yeah, so if Graviton Implosion... As opposed to Graviton Pulse, and I'm not. Let's see what's different about Graviton Pulse. Page one sixty four. Da da. That's a little different. See Graviton Pulse. Instead of rolling to wound normally with a weapon, any model combat blast must roll equal to who, who even has strength. access to a Graviton Imploder. Is that a thing? 
I think doesn't a uh, predator have graviton weapon? Mm. Predator variants? Aware of? I think the only I can't think of anyone. Uh, they with got a... the executioner. They got the volkite. Plasma. Yeah, volkite incinerator, and then you got uh, the predator auto cannon. But I... oh, and then you got the infernus one. But I don't think you've got an imploder. But I know. Um, yeah, Mechanicum is going to be the one with the Graviton imploders. You got yeah. uh, Satoriel. He's got the, you know, like the mech character. He's it, was got that, it was that one unit, right, that was just like you could you could kid out. Myrmidons. With, yeah, the fucking Myrmidons, right? Yeah. It was that one unit that you could kid out with Graviton imploders. And you'd and put them in a were... fucking Triaros. <laughs> you'd put them on whatever. Night on the town. And, and click and go away. That was what it was. It was like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It's a straight up night on the town. Yeah. Let's get awesome. rid of that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so Mechanicum didn't escape this without, without a little bit of a, a, a nerf, which is okay. I feel like they're, they're, they're just, a, they're good. Good. They are good. Oh, they're good. Like if you look across the board, like there really wasn't a whole lot that got touched on them. They got, they took what the flare shield off Bumblebot. Yay. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh, thank God. You know, it makes sense because why is it why is it as tough as a Castellax in the air? Like that don't make any sense. Like you're supposed to be like the lighter chassis for you know these bots, so it should go in line with like the Arlatax and such. So yeah, I understand that. I agree with that. And then they tone down Scoria just a tad. It's still still nasty, but uh, it's not like whomping down Primarchs as easy as it used to. And that's that's a bold move right as they release him to retail, right? Like that's mm-hmm. fucking bold, man. Like good on Forge World for doing oh, that. Yeah, I agree. Because yeah. I was thinking about like, you know, all those Xana players that just started up when they, they saw the model and like, oh the model's coming. I already like the rules. He's a badass little guy. Um, and speaking now, of that, I, if I could do a sidetrack right here, I had a little of uh, a nice faith in humanity upgrade today. I saw on Facebook, on the Heresy trading page, this guy who bought Scoria at the open day and decided to turn around and sell it, but he was just selling it at regular price because he said, look, it was an impulse buy. I need to focus on my Alpha Legion. I don't want anything extra for it. Just take it and postage, and it's all yours. I was like, oh, that, good for that guy. That was pretty cool. Is it, though? Is it? You know, eh. I think he was like, you know what? I'm going to call it a wash because... You know, Scorio is no longer as strong as I, I wanted them to be. Because, you know, it's sad. <laughs> well, he could see the FAQ beforehand and still wouldn't have bought it. He's like, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to buy it. And I'm like, what am I doing? Nah. I mean, I could turn around because it's not available yet and just scalp somebody for, you know, 180% of it. Box yeah. <laughs> and then, like, there's no fucking way I can build this. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, I'm going to backtrack on this one. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for uh, crapping on that nice store that I, that I had. That's cool. Anyway, moving real. on. <laughs> What's that, Robbie? I said the guy sounds like a real gem. Yep, yep, yep. You got to find the good sometimes in people. Well, I don't not, all, not always, but sometimes. He, wait, he went to open day? Or, or did he go to the weekender? What did he, where did he, he get? Yeah, today. He went, to, he went to the open day. That was... I think that was, this is, today was the first time that Scory was released for sale. I'm pretty sure. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's cool. 
Yep. So if you want to get your hands on Scoria early, oh, okay, I thought yeah. he was yeah. Yeah. Find, find that guy, and, uh, be yeah. that guy. Yeah, awesome. Yep. Right. Well, I don't remember his name. Sorry, I misinterpreted what you were saying. I thought he had already had it, and then when the fat came out, all right, this may, this may, okay, he's a he's a cool guy, you know, except for he's bad with his money, but he he's a cool guy. Maybe he just wants other people to have it. Come Robbie. on, that's true. <laughs> just Maybe he's just like I was there. His one to the masses. <laughs> I'll be Santa Claus for a day. That's fucking <laughs> cool, man. Um, I hope we see more of that. Honestly, guys, uh, Santa Claus is in your house where you got to pay for your presents. Like if you, <laughs> for if you, uh, no, this is good because this is like a little community cast, right? So, like if you can make it to a fucking. Uh, open uh, weekender or or Forge World open event, right? And you get access to exclusive models, and you don't really care about you know making money. Fucking buy a few, man. Throw them on. Throw them on Heresy Trading. Throw them on the net, and 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 let people who just want to get that model have access to it. Khajiit has where if you have <laughs> I thought I cover my plane ticket, my hotel. It's, come on, man. Rob, Rob, Robbie right now. Robbie's just out want. to turn a profit. Robbie is a businessman, after all. That's true. True. <laughs> all right, what else? What the hell what the hell? Oh, all right, all right. That's veteran tactics. Man. All right, Graviton Imploder. Who gives a fuck? All right. Legion Master of Signal Council. Under this heading of special rules, amend a bullet point bombardment to read. Once per game, in lieu of firing a weapon in a shooting phase, a master of signal can opt to call in a bombardment attack against the enemy. This attack may not select the same target as any unit to which the master of signal is attached and may be made even if he has moved this turn or is embarked upon a vehicle, in which case he must use a fire point, but he may not be, but he may not be made in the same turn so Jesse, I need glasses. Holy shit! Sorry. One quick <laughs> clarification: it says this attack need not select, so it may oh, okay. it okay. may select. So, I apologize. I you know yeah 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 no worries. No. Um, <laughs> Let me zoom in onto my uh, old man. This is like percentage the, there. There we go. The biggest buff to the master of signals now because you're no longer forced to like you know shimmy your little squad forward but make him sit in one spot mm-hmm. and right vice your whole squad shooting because you want to drop you know your bombardment you know in the corner of the field it's like oh my gosh i would much rather you know shoot you know my heavy support team right here you know but it's like it's a godsend because now you can move yep. plus you can be in a vehicle now which i don't think you could have in the last no. time i don't think you could f- use it from it, a fire it, point it's a godsend and i think the master of signal because it roles and Robbie will attest to this like Master of Signals is such a fucking badass boot uh, buff to your unit. It, it is nice. Plus one ballistic skill mm-hmm. and you get that orbital bombardment on top of it so yeah. a lot of what people were doing um, was you bring him in a drop pod, uh, you drop him out of the pod but because he moved you couldn't drop the, the bombardment in the same turn. So you still got the buff to you usually what it was like a um, who are the vets that kill Machine killer vets, right? So usually yeah. it was, a, yeah. So, you know, you're hitting at plus one uh, strength to your Meltas anyway, and then you've got plus one ballistic skill. So you're not missing. But then with the, the Master of Signals now, you can just fuck around and you can, you can toast a di- totally different unit, you know? Mm-hmm. So you could be, oh, oh, that, oh, that tactical unit that's just standing on the field right next to us. 
that's going to we're going to get charged next turn. Well, the master signals now can um, call in. You know, if you're if you're ballsy, you know, you take care of that while yeah, your machine killers are taking out the tanks. I think the only thing you miss out on is the cognizant signal. So you're not, you know, I don't think can you fire. Um, your, you, you cognizant, cannot. Yeah, the cognizant signal says like in lieu of firing. Yep, he said he cannot be a. This attack cannot be made in the same turn as using his cognizant signal, which is you know okay. it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Yeah, but this is like this is like early on, like you know, because you don't always have your master signal with someone that can reach out and hit stuff turn one. Now you can have your backfield unit. Uh, let's say you apply ten man plasma. You got your master signals in there. Your first turn moving up. Guess what? You know, you know, if you're not sitting there with your thumb up your ass, you can drop your compartment. <laughs> And yep. then the next turn, now you're in range with your plasma, and that's when you start using your cognitive signal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yep. All right, and uh, let's see. Something, something's about champion being able to use take a paragon blade. I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. uh, Legion Chaplain Council. Replace the text under the bullet point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Replace the text under the bullet point war gear to read. Replaces their chainsword or combat blade or power weapon if in Terminator armor with a Crozius Arcanum, which is a power weapon type as shown on model. The Crozius Arcanum is a chaplain's symbol of office and may not be replaced by any other weapon. I like this rule because you can't go double, ch- uh, you can't go chain fist, power fist, um, you know, to get that specialist. Um, mm-hmm. Totally just drop your, your free weapon. Like you're supposed to have that. That's like your, your badge of chaplain, yeah. um, which was, it was like, very unfluffy when people were just like getting rid of it. It's like, no, you're, you need it. That's like right. the whole reason you're bringing, you know, like, like your chaplain's supposed to be like this inspiring guy and that's his badge. Why would you like, you right. know, if I was a police officer, I wouldn't like take my badge off <laughs> you know, and put on my fucking tank top because I think it feels nicer. I don't know if I could take my badge off and get a nice, sweet ass melee weapon. I don't know. But I think with this also means that for things like for the Dark Angels, I don't think I can take a Calvinite Warblade or trying a great sword anymore. I don't think I could take a great sword on a chaplain anyway, but still. I'm, I think you could still carry like another weapon. You just can't s- switch them both. You know, you can't. Yeah. You, know, you could you gotta you have. take a tyrannic great sword. You just can't. Gotcha. Take two of them. Gotcha. Know? Yep. 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 I don't think this was like a, a, a rule about gameplay as it is more about fluff. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, it, you shouldn't be able to ch- trade out, yeah, you can't drop your Crozius for like a multi melt or like a combi melter or something like that. Yeah, it, it sounds like you have to carry a Crozius. Like the way I read it is like your chaplain yeah. you're carrying it. Man. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. That's how I've interpreted it as well. Yeah, but what asshole is not bringing their free <laughs> power weapon? Mm-hmm. Like, remember, you pay points to upgrade your Centurion into a you know a console. Like you're you paid for that power weapon, use it. You, but you yeah. know what? Who am I to be salty? Who am I to be salty? <laughs> All right, here's another big one, guys. Veteran Tactics. In the Veteran Tactics veteran. box out, replace the bullet point marksman with the following. Stalkers, the unit gains the scout special rule. R.I.P. Yep. I mean, this is the big one. I mean, this is this is This, the is, huge... this is the game changer because... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like anybody who was taking veterans was taking the... Oh, other. man, absolutely. Absolutely. This is, and you know, I don't think there was any anything necessarily broken about 
uh, marksmen. It's just that everybody was bringing them. Uh, it wasn't like, broken so much as it was just a really good rule. Well, yeah, like and it, and it wasn't on, OP. It was just really handy. Well, yeah, and it also encroached on like a lot of like legion, of, you know, specific units, like you know, reavers. You know, having their bane strike ammo, headhunters like who you weren't bringing those because like why would I even bring those when I could bring marksmen bet and do better? Plus, then there were shenanigans with you know sniper flamers and all that good stuff too. Yeah, no longer uh, God, worrying about those that. Were the days. Those were the days. Now I have to find those are crazy. Like Castellax. Why do you got a scope on your flamer, dude? I don't know. Don't ask questions. <laughs> it's, would you believe me if I said it was infrared? <laughs> God. Oh man. All right. So yeah, big change to that. Rest in peace, but marksman. What do, you feel like? do you think? Do you still think people are going to bring stalkers then? Like you, you've lost. Scout is still a good rule to have. Yeah, like I think it'll be more. It'll be definitely less prevalent, but sometimes you know you want that scout. I mean, Not a bad thing. The marksmen are going to the marksmen. Uh, veterans have ranged weapons on them anyway. I'm sure everyone's modeled them as such. So, you know, if you got a ranged weapon unit, having scouts not a bad thing to have. No, I I still think they're going to be good in land raiders, mm -hmm. outflanking them, and you know, getting that good side armor and a good scoring unit upfield. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I think it was a good change rule rule change, stop the overuse of a certain unit, but. Yeah, all right. Let's see what we else, what else we got here. Now the old implacable advance. So, Replace all the text to read. Units with this special rule are always counted as scoring units in any mission where troops are also counted as scoring units. I guess that's more of a clarification than the rules change. I mean, yeah, uh, just, yeah. What did it say before? Because I think it might have just said they were scoring. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it what it said before. So this is Wait. just saying, hey, idiot, when nothing scores why why would my father yeah i'm not a score not 100 percent sure why this would have come up but oh uh, well let's let's say there was a scenario where um you know like a heavy support choice would score oh i see what you're so, saying you know if you had all heavy support in your deployments deployment zone then uh you you score but now you know, someone can argue, hey, they got implacable advance. They score no mm. matter what. So it's like, That's oh, point. well, it's supposed to be kind of like troop scoring. So I, I understand why they made the clarification. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. And, yeah, and then the apothecarian detachment, I, I'm i not sure if I like a wholesale agree with this because in my heart, so what it, what it says is for the purposes of missions which make use of victory points for units, the apothecarian detachment is not considered to be separate unit and victory points cannot be scored for its destruction. Um, and that's what I've always kind of wrestled with. Mm -hmm. And normally, like before when I play, I would generally tell my opponent, hey, you know, if you pick off all three of them, yeah, that, that's a victory point. Like you've killed, yeah. you know, an elite choice. It made sense. It was a slot that's now been removed. Yeah. So maybe this is just, I mean, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I don't really like apothecaries at all. I don't know why. No. It's because, like, you know, it's something about, you know, passing your feel no pain and still being able to function with no, you know, no negative. Like, you're telling me you took a bolter shell to the chest, 
you passed a five up feel no pain because i i've stuck a needle in you and like because apothecaries are that good no it no see what always came to my mind is that moment in uh prospero burns where a guy gets his arm friggin shredded and they describe it as like bone with like arm and the armor is just like arm rings now kind of jangling about on his bone arm and he's just sort of like yeah i'm gonna keep going that's what i feel funeral pain is but does he at least get minus one attack for his bone arm like come on there's got to be Fuck no space Wolf, <laughs> true grit like third edition you only need one hand of so like do you do you really want to keep track of that too robbie Got to get that pistol. Right, right. This one guy gets a negative one. Let's make sure. <laughs> I was actually thinking about it. Um, I kind of like the Primus Medicaid. Like it's it's like a little objective thing. Like at the mm-hmm. end, uh, like if you roll a dice, you don't score point victory points for killing that unit. I yeah. think that rule to me is what apothecary should have. You know, you put your apothecary with the unit that you you know that's going to take a lot of damage and like to take away your opponent's victory points for killing them because that would set, you know, if the apothecary lived, that'd have been them, you know, harvesting the gene seed. So you don't really lose it because it goes back into the, you know, the whole yeah, that's, legion. That's a nice throwback oh. to like third edition where the apothecaries would save two points off of every Marine killed. That's kind of cool. Now for me personally, I see apothecaries just shooting someone up with just such ridiculous stems. It's the heat of battle. And yeah, that's kind of how they don't give a fuck. They're just running and shooting. Yeah, like yeah, you're down a lung and a heart, but Space Marines got spares and uh, got so much drugs in it. So many drugs. <laughs> All right, <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. Drugs are no, bad. Stay in school. All right, Legion Dreadnought Talon under the heading Dedicated Transport. Replace the bullet with the following. A Legion Dreadnought Talon member in a single Dreadnought may take a Legion Drop Pod or a Legion Dreadnought Drop Pod as Dedicated Transport. So, you know what that means. Get your old Drop Pods out, kids, and just stick your Dreadnoughts in them. Don't no, no longer need a Dreadnought Drop Pod. It's kind of interesting. But I'm guessing, let's see. It's just your basic Dreadnoughts, your Castaferums. So it's not like you're sticking a... Uh, I agree with yeah. that because that's yeah. like the little the little knot, and it, I you could do that, that in 40k too, if I remember right. Yeah, right. yeah, you can stick a normal dreadnought in the drop. You know, and I'm like, look at it compared to like you you bring like a hundred point investment for your Leviathan. That's no problem. But when you're like Casperum, I'm not you know for for like minus twenty five points of what you actually cost as a model. I really don't want to pay that to make you deep strike because guess what you're really not that effective to begin with. Like you're not survivable. I don't really want to deep strike you into my, uh, you know, that's a big investment. Mm-hmm. So now 35 points deep striking them with flamestorm cannon and a chain fist. That somehow seems a little nicer to me. Yeah. It definitely makes it a lot more viable because like you said, a hundred points for that Legion dreadnought drop pod. That's, that's a very big investment for just a, dropping a single dreadnought but yeah because for 25 more points on that dreadnought you get a you know on the drop pod you get another dreadnought like one mm-hmm. dreadnought dreadnought drop pod or two dreadnoughts for 25 more points it's you make the decision yep all right then they got i guess some clarification in dreadnought talon the dreadnought talon is a specific formation designed to operate as a clenched fist 
on the battlefield in order to smash through the fiercest resistance, but given the power and individuality of the Dreadnoughts themselves, operates more akin to a warrior band than a squadron unit. When first deployed on the battlefield, either at the start of the game or when arriving via reserves later on, the Dreadnoughts and a Talon must be placed within six inches of each other and afterwards are not treated as a vehicle squadron but operate independently as individual units for the purposes of taking any actions as well as for determining victory points and missions which make use of victory points for destroying units. Wait, so, so Jesse, can we go back yeah. to the whole conversation on a Legion? Because this is kind of new to me. So a Legion Dreadnought Talon can mm -hmm. now take a regular Legion Drop Pod. Yes. Yeah. So and, so and keep in mind, this is yeah, not to be confused with the um, Contemptor Dreadnoughts, just your basic boxy Castaferum Dreadnoughts. But they still have to have access to it, like as a dedicated transport, right? Like you would still only be able to do it for like orbital. Well, that's what this does now. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. This this allows them Sorry, to take it as a transport. Yeah. Well, you'd still have. Well, all right. Yep. Yeah, you don't need the right of war for it. Does it say dedicated transport? Yep. Yes, it says Legion Dreadnought Talon under the heading. Under, this is under the so, Dreadnought so Talon it is, unit. It is numbering a single Dreadnought. So you can't bring three, give each a drop pod, and go in. Right. Using using this chain. now, I know there was some confusion, and I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But I know there was some confusion going on as far as when the drop pod FAQ came out. People were like, "All right, we can finally take drop pods for our tactical squadrons and whatnot." No, but but not I'm not. Quite. I'm not even talking about that right now. I'm just mm -hmm. talking about like, why would you take a dreadnought drop pod if you can take a legion drop pod for a dreadnought? A hundred points is the legion dreadnought drop pod. A regular Legion drop pod is thirty-five. Right. Why? Why would 65. you take the dreadnought drop pod? If you've well, already oh, well, bought them all for your army, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what they're they're talking about. If you want the bigger, maybe if you want the bigger footprint to like try and box units in, get you don't that want extra line of sight, <laughs> but you still need to like go around them or through them. So maybe that. Okay. Um, I have to check. Does that does does the Legion dreadnought drop pod give you? I'm sorry, Robbie. Does the Legion back to the uh, the like analog of you know, you know power armor can fit in a rhino but it can also fit in a land raider terminator armor cannot fit in a rhino it has to fit in a land raider look at the you know castaferum dreadnought it can fit in a legion drop drop pod it can it can also fit in a, a dreadnought drop pod but a leviathan cannot fit in a drop pod it has to go in a dreadnought drop pod i have yeah, to I I have to double check but does the legion dreadnought drop pod give you that shrouding as opposed to a regular legion drop pod i'm gonna go check that out real quick yeah i'm pretty sure it gives you let me grab my book it has like the the dust thing or like the because i think that's another difference yeah not worth 100 points or you know, another 65 but i think at the end of the day the keeping hey you can also stick in a dreadnought drop pod is just for fluff you know keep continuity rather than trying to give the players like a deep like win at all costs tactical choice yeah I, I don't i don't know man this one is throwing me for a little bit of a loop uh, i don't i don't see the shrouding anymore um i'm looking at the faq legion dreadnought drop pod update 100 points um special rules deep strike uh drop pod assault initial 
guide or inertial guidance system burning retros. Read burning retros. Owing to the meteoric descent speed and the fiery blast drop pods retros on arrival, the Legion Dreadnought drop pod and Dreadnought to which disembarks from it gain the shrouded. Okay, so it does have shrouded. So that's what you're paying 65 points for. Yeah. Which is quite a bit, but... Yeah. Plus, also, again, getting ahead of ourselves, Dreadnoughts can no longer just chill out in the drop pod. They have to get out. But we'll still give you the shrouded that same turn, so... Well, everybody has to get out, right? Well, you're only going to have... Yeah, you're, you're only going to Yeah. I think the only dr uh, drop pods that you don't have to get out are the ones that have heat blast, like the Charybdis and the Dreadclaw. Yeah, the, the Dreadclaw. Right. And the Charybdis, yeah. But they're, they're kind of a beast themselves, so... Yeah. Evil space eggs! Mm -hmm. All right, where are we at now? Okay. I would like for yep. to come out with a clarification on the drop pods, though, because they're, the community is very split on what is actually being talked about. I've got it as they're not one-offs because, you know, I think the only thing they added was the inertial, the, like, the, the worst, where you have to get out. I'm pretty, like, when I read it, that's what I got. But everybody's so Oh, uh, you can bring them in the one-off thing, and I'm like, I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't think that's what the meta needs. Um, I kind of like how you have to bring a dedicated force or to do that, a right of war. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I would like for Forge World to come out with like a re-clarification. This is what this means because right now I think the whole community is a little. They're uh, not on the same page. You're talking about whether they can take drop pods as independent or uh, dedicated transports or not. Correct. I, it, it, it's pretty clean, pretty clear, like, to me, honestly, is, is my opinion, but no, the I, fact that they changed up the Legion Dreadnought Talon, that unit rules as far as they changed its dedicated transport heading. The no, fact I, that they didn't change any of the other ones to Dreadnought, they did not change any other dedicated transport bullets yeah, to add the drop pod, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Jesse. That's that's kind of the nail in the coffin of whatever argument you can make against that, right? Like, no, that's they, what they wanted. They obviously knew they should change it for, for Dreadnoughts. They didn't for everybody else. Mm -hmm. Figured it out. Yeah, I just know I don't want to show up to a game and then have someone who has, you know, interpreted incorrectly and then have to talk about, like, hey, this is why I think you're wrong. And it totally changes someone's entire list. Like, you know, look well, just yeah, on, at the same time, you can't, on like hey. two, you know, Facebook pages that I'm on with different armies, like people are already posting, you know, they're putting, you know, drop pods and stuff in like their pride of the Legion list. It's like, yeah. Oh, it's like, oh no. Nope, and I don't want to play you because I don't think that's how it's supposed to be going. I just would like, you know, a higher authority to be like, Hey, um, I don't know where y'all getting this. This is what's actually going on. Yeah, well, just ask him to point exactly where it says that this Legion Tactical Squadron can take a drop pod as a dedicated transport, and they're not going to be able to find it. Well, they're just simple as that. <laughs> FAQ and say, oh, it says dedicated transport here thing, and then I'm, it's going to turn in the whole, like, well, look <laughs> at what it said before. It's the exact same thing. It just has the doors. So why can't you do it before? So I understand. I just... I don't want to yeah. have a person to tell people how to play their list. Yeah, no, right. I would agree with Robbie. And I, I think this is, is 
one of those times where as a podcast, we could probably go out and put some stuff on record and say that like, yeah, man, like Space Marine Legions don't just drop a single drop pod into a engagement zone. Like I sure would like to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) So would I. And that's why you have Thunderhawks and Deep Strike uh, if that's accessible to you. But like you Mm -hmm. don't get to put, you know, your favorite Melta vet tactical squad into a single drop pod and you know, in your Pride of the Legion, Right of War list, drop it onto the, yeah, you, you can't do that. It's not, it's not in the fluff, it's not narrative, and uh, the rules as written don't support that, so. Yep. If you wanted to do that, get the Terox. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, or the, yeah. The, or the uh, Termite. The Termite, absolutely, man. Yeah. Termites, termites came out big winners in this. Yeah, although has anyone seen a Termite yet in play? Has anyone played against a Termite yet? I haven't played against it, but I've seen them in person, and they are beautiful. Oh, yeah. Hoping to see a bunch of Nova. I won't have one yet, but it'll be fun to look at. They're a little more pricey for, like, the size mm-hmm. um, compared to, what, you know, other kits that you've gotten. But it's, like, it's going to be, like, the new thing, and I think it's, like, it, it takes away, you know, like, the cartoon aspect and it has a little more of like the grungy grimness of it. So I think you can really like, you know, your, your weathering opportunities, you get it really muddy, murky coming out. And I've mm-hmm. like given like really good conversion opportunities for like, you know, your basing, like you can have one, like, you know, you know, broke back, you know, like the whale coming out of the water splashing, but it's actually a termite and there's like body parts being flung everywhere. <laughs> Thanks for that imagery. Yeah. It's, you can tell where I'm going with this. Yeah, no, right. I, I think termites come out as the big winners in Deep Strike because they come on the board with the same rules as drop pods, so you get that assault. Um, what is it? The um, You get the same thing as the drop pod assault, right, first turn? Basically, but, yeah. But then you don't have to get out, So you in, and you get an impact hit on a vehicle if you come out underneath them. So um, Termites but, are nasty. Termites yeah. are going to be the big winners in a in an alpha strike army if you don't want to get out. If you want to get out, you don't give a shit about getting out, then fucking take drop pods. I'm excited to see them. At the same time, I have a feeling I'm going to get very frustrated by termites here. Oh, hey, the time. We'll see. So happy for militia. They're the only transport a grenadier unit can take and also have special weapons. That is nice. You want to know why they're not going to be like awe-inspiring, crazy, change the game? Because there's also another thing in the FAQ for five points. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, grease scanners. Get it. <laughs> Game changing. Yep. Dude, that changes everything. I I was really upset. Like I was actually happy because it's that's how I thought it should always have been played. Yeah. And I would argue that point, and I would literally say, "Augury interceptor, fight me." And uh, <laughs> no one ever, no one ever fought me. So we always played it. They were interceptor. So it's only, it's almost like you do MMA or something. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah but uh, I thought it should have gotten a point in crew though, because five, it's like it's super freaking cheap, uh, and not just because it gives interceptor. It's because if you bring one of those, um, and you're playing like a certain list, like Raven Guard or Alpha Legion, 
it really like for the amount of points you've got, it really changes their list, like the mechanics of how they were deploying. And, you know, think about who actually brings interceptors except for those, those sneaky legions. So I, I thought it, it deserved a point increase on top of the clarification. Hmm. We might see that down the road, Robbie, if, if it starts to really dominate the flyer game. So, like, I see this coming into the Legions in um, – what are the, uh, the, the Iron Legion um, dudes with the fucking backpack missile launchers? The, uh, the Havocs? Iron oh, yeah. Havocs? Tyrants? Yeah, the Tyrants. Tyrants. The Tyrants, Excuse yeah. Yeah, I mean, so if you don't put an augury scanner in a, in a Tyrant Legion, you're dumb. Um <laughs> And I mean, they're going to be all over the place in Death Guard with their uh, with their ability to take uh, missile launchers as well. And you know so, who could always take Augury scanners, Robbie? Apothecaries. I know, right? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Oh shit! Oh, I just even thought of that. Slap your apothecary with an Augury scanner, and you just got all sorts of fun to deal with. Uh, go over to Kid Med right now and ask them if they got. <laughs> okay, if they don't have radars. I'm calling shenanigans. <laughs> well, yeah, somebody I, who brings yeah. a couple of flyers and as many lists as I think it's gentlemanly to do so. It does pain me a little bit. It does pain me a little bit. <laughs> it doesn't pain me one bit. I don't. I mean, I got front armor twelve, technically speaking. So you know, yeah. come at me with your crappy hits on sixes, but couple of units of friggin' tyrants or something. That's another story. Yeah, yeah. So I find, like, Iron Havocs are going to be really, really good with the, you know, Augury Scanner now because yes. they take their missile launchers, they can take flak missiles for pretty yep. mm. to, like, other heavy support, and they get minus one to cover. So now that when those flyers come in, like, dude, don't even try to bring a lightning in. You know, you better stay outside of 48. And then you better try to zip on around later because, you know, you're, you know, strength seven, you know, and then most tank hunter minus one to cover. Like it's, that's like no fly zone. If you want to, I think that's going to be the best anti-air unit. Absolutely. Yeah, is is sure. that the range of an augury scanner? 48 inches? No, oh, no, it's, it's whatever the weapon is. That's the thing. Cause it's no longer the old augury scanner was like, if they deep struck within 18, Okay. Then you got it. Now it's just flat out. It's interceptor. It adds oh, interceptor to the ranged weapon. So yep. It doesn't matter who you, what they have. They okay. are, their weapons are now interceptor. So if they have last cannons, mm -hmm. 96. Cannons. <laughs> Insane. No, that's craziness. That is that. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. But that's so that, what I'm saying. Like, five yeah. for the, like, I was like, yo, this is a good rule. I think it deserves a point increase, though, because now it's almost like an auto take. People are now going to be like, you know what? I didn't like Apothecaries, but guess what? I'm <laughs> free now. Quote from Robbie. I like Apothecaries yeah. now. I, yeah. I, I like Apothecaries. I'm, I'm going to play them as radar detectors. I'm not even, <laughs> just refuse to do not even a model of a gun. <laughs> yeah, radar um, station. It is. And I've actually already thought about this. I'm going to have like a do with like a little, uh, like a little radar thing, like the Auspex for 40K. And when people are like, oh, is that, this is my apothecary, but I'm not going to actually use any feel no pain. I was about to say, if you, if you feel so strongly about it, I'll be more than happy for you to just use the augury scanner and not give right. them any Keep FMP saves. 
<laughs> that's that's the plan. That's the plan because augury scanners are so five cheap, points. Fifth for fifty points, your unit gets feel no pain and interceptor. Just let that sink I, in, I mean, folks. That's intense. That is a game changer, right so, there, guys. So can we can we take a, a shift here from something that has become an auto include to a thing that is very much no longer that uh, the boarding shield. Mm. Uh, Let's, let me back up real quick, running through this I, list. Let's knock out two things before we get to the there. Hmm. Um, so Legion Secret Squad, um, their combi weapons are now five points each as opposed to ten points each, which is nice. Um, Sky Hunter Phalanx, uh, units entirely composed of jet bikes may be removed from play at the beginning of their own movement phase and placed into ongoing reserves as long as they did not arrive from reserve on the same turn, are not falling back and are not locked in combat. They automatically re play from reserve and controlling players next turn using outflank. It was kind of neat. Uh, that was like the reason they had to say that uh, is because people were putting like foot slogging units, attaching them and getting them off the board to come in later. So yeah. they would, like you would have like your lone Praetor all by himself. You would zip and jet, bike and for jet bikes. Uh, and, all right. We're taking them off kind of thing. That, so Man, that, that kind of pains me. Shick, that, yeah, that shaking my head. That's somebody tried to do. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it's might as well just put your warhound on a sky shield landing pad. But that's <laughs> why they said units, you know, entirely of jet bikes. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it makes a lot more sense. Anyway, good fix. Yep, combat shields confer six up invuln, increase to five in close combat, and okay, now boarding shields. Go ahead, Austin. Yeah, so boarding shields confer a six-up save, increased five in close combat. Uh, here's, here's the big change, though. Models which have successfully charged any unit with the majority of models equipped with boarding shields do not gain bonus attacks from charging. Uh, however, if the unit with boarding shields were blocked in combat for the previous turn, the attacker does get bonuses as normal. Uh, everything else is, st- is the way it has been. But the fact that you can't just have one guy with a boarding shield and a squad like screwing everybody's attack bonus uh, is pretty huge in my book. Oh, that was yeah. so fluffy though. Like that that one war gear like nullified every rule that world eaters have as a legion. Like you don't you're telling me like because one dude has a freaking piece of plywood that I'm not getting my bonuses. You hadn't you hadn't uh, seen Captain America? <laughs> I have, and guess what? They're all Captain America. They're all they're all superhumans. I yeah, like it's Vikings now. I want a damn shield wall if you want to get me bonuses off of me. Right, and now they no longer have like the like the defensive grenades. That's what I like because now you totally you're not throwing blind grenades because you have a shield. That right. way that people are using like oh well, I mean counts as defenses grenades. I can throw a defensive grenade right. Well, unless you are Captain America and you can throw your shield, you're probably not doing that. Uh, and that when you are engaged with your shield, like that's like basic, you know, you know, medieval fighting. Like you're engaged with your shield, you can't block your flank. Like that's the whole flank bonus. So now I like how, you know, if you're engaged and you use your your shields to defend, you can't use them again if you're still locked in combat. That. Mm-hmm was like, you know, but it's a little more fluff over, over rule now. Yeah, I, I like this change a lot. I really do. Um, don't particularly like the next one on the list, though. The, the old Narthesium? Narthesium? Yeah, it's not a huge tweak, I don't think. 
Um, any model carrying the specialized medical and alchemical gear uh, in a unit in, is in play. All models with the Legion of Stardis special including independent characters with Legion of Stardis gain feel no pain. Um, so the days of shoving like a battle bro salamander or word bearer into your imperial militia to grant somebody a bunch of feel no pain um, blob of 50 cultists with rending <laughs> looking at you uh, no longer can do that it, was, it wasn't something that I ever tried to do but uh, I had seen many and, and really I, I should say it's never something I've seen anybody do because right. everybody that wanted to do this I don't think ever painted up the 300 cultists required. <laughs> um, I've got a, I got a remark. Do Primarchs have Legion Astartes? Because what that, that to me, I think they're stopping regular apothecaries from giving Primarchs feel no pain. Well, I can't remember. Do Primarchs have feel no pain already? Not that I'm aware of. I know more. Let me grab my third book. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm pretty I, do, I do not think Primarchs have feel no pain. No, they don't have feel no pain. Uh, I think, and that would be a nice fluffy change as well if they don't have. Uh, but they have to have Legion Legionis Astartes. Right? It used to be the Narthesium gave the feel no pain to Space Marines, so that would include Primarchs. And uh, so now that it's saying Legion Astartes, I think that's taken away Primarchs specifically because I don't think that would take anybody out. Although at Adepticon, there was a guy who was trying to use uh, uh, an apothecary to give a feel no pain to custodians. And I was like, that's, oh, 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 that's, that's, wow. That's, wow. They have a, it will not wow. die. That yeah. guy needed to be taken out back and like had a like, little <laughs> talking to him. Man. Oh, dude, no, uh, I, I'm pretty sure everybody talked to him. They <laughs> called out on it, but mm. it, it was funny. Oh uh, yeah. They, they do not have feel no pain. They have, it will not die. Eternal right. warrior. Those are about kind of the closest things. Do they have Legionis Astartes? Uh, uh, they have Master of the Legion. But uh, I'm just looking at the generic Primarch in the rulebook. Rules, man. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, if, if, they, if they do not have Legion Astartes, then Apothecaries and Primus Medicaids will no longer give them feel no pain. Yeah. I'm going to go grab the, a Primarch and see what That's good. That's good and fluffy, though, because, like, in the books, anytime a Primarch gets, like, beat to crap, the, like, head apothecary around is like, shit, I don't know what any of this does. Right, yeah. Your genetic sequence is way off the bat, man. Yeah, Yeah. like, you don't have any lungs, but you've got, like, what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, so I like that one. Yeah, or, like, that time that uh, uh, an angel exterminatus when uh, Shuriken shoots uh, Fulgrim in the head, and then I was like, no! <laughs> and then nobody could like figure out how to fix it, and it just took his Primark genes to be able to heal himself. But they're all like sitting there like, I'm like an amazing apothecary. I have no idea what I'm looking at. I can't do this. Yep, so I'm looking at the, uh, the Legion book, and it looks like these Primarchs do not have Legionus Astartes. They, get, they give boosts to units that have Legionus Astartes their legion, but they don't have it themselves. Good. All right. Yep. Solid and like I said, it makes super sense. Apothecaries have no fucking clue what to do with a Primarch. So, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. 
All right. Um, uh, this yep. is where the secondary heart's usually supposed to be. I have no <laughs> idea what this guy's got. Four. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, all right. So that takes that takes care of all the main the army list and the main rule book. Y'all want to take a break and uh, take a look at the, some of the specific legion stuff next? Yeah, sounds good. All right. We'll take a break, guys, and we'll be right back. Hey, Robbie, did uh, the, the Tormentor change for, like, any intents and purposes, or did they just sort of port it into heresy and give it a profile? Oh, uh, it had a profile. Um, oh, did it? I thought it was, like, so, back in, like, a... It, so like a it, used, it, it used the profile from, like, a really, really old, like, apocalypse. Yeah. So, which was completely different than the Imperial Armor, uh, because it's... Uh, the the range the template was a seven inch blast and okay like just the regular large blast yeah 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 this is important we got to talk about it was important but now it's i think it's taken like just a regular shadow sword um, okay and like the big cave now because it has pretty much all the same war gear uh equipment but now it's not at three thousand points it's at three thousand and one points and they have made it clear that it does not count against the Lord of War points requirement. So, like, if you bring, if you're at, you know, you add it, you don't have to add it to Perturabo's points to count as your Lord of War. So, I know people are like, you really can't even bring it at 3,000 points because when you add in his transport. Oh, and that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. People were arguing that you couldn't even bring it until you got to a higher points. But now it's saying specifically at 3,000 and one points. Yep. Bring it as a dedicated transport form. Ouch. That's rough. It's rough, man. It's 600 points, but you can't take the 25% rule when you do it. Huh? That's okay. Well, I mean, it's, and also, I don't think it counts as like a Lord of War slot. So I don't, I'm not sure if you lose like for price of failure for it dying either. Um, Ooh, that's a good so point. That, that yeah. brings a little buff to it. Um, because I know it used like when it used the, sure. uh, you know, because you're you're remembering like a seven inch blast for strength. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaking good. Um, which you know dedicated transport. So, but it's no, I don't think it's seven inch blast yeah. anymore. I think that's gone in line with the other shadow swords and the falchion, which um, are focused five inch blast. Yeah, correct. And that you know having the tormentor as a you know seven inch kind of like you know negates the 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 plus sides to having a falchion over a shadow sword like getting twin linked you know or seven inch like what do you what would you rather have you know but that seven inch was was and i played it and i i had to i played like a couple games where i use it as the seven inch one and i was like this, yep. this is too op and then bringing perturabo and the tormentor at three thousand points is pretty effective um, <laughs> there's like there's some shenanigans you used to be able to do with Perturabo, and they fix it in this FAQ too. Um, with do they? strategists, yeah, relentless strategists used to have turn one reserves. Yeah, and if you were, you know, that's a lot of a lot of stuff going on, and it kind of didn't even feel like the same game because you've got deep striking terminators yep. and Perturabo in a Lord of War with uh, what's his face, yeah. So, it's it was 
it was rough. And then like toning it down was, was necessary. And then putting at a points to where it had to be over 3000 is, you know, now you're playing, Hey, you can bring Perch Robbo and the tormentor at a bigger point value, which is okay. That's cool. Cause now there's more, there's more saturation. There's more targets. to play. With. Hey, so Robbie, before we get into this, so, the Iron Warriors specific units, the Tyrant Siege Terminators, the fact that they're now heavy support choices, doesn't that take them out of the Pride of uh, Pride of the Legion? Absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I used to argue that they were elites because uh, uh, I I looked at like the rule text and you no, know, not the flavor box, but obviously they were they were it was intent to make them heavy support. And they're right because you got the Fulamentaris of the Ultimate, which are pretty much the same thing and they're heavy support. So I can totally understand um, yeah. making them heavy support, but I do, I don't understand making it so crowded in that. Cause now you got their two special Legion units are both heavy support. You don't, and you have the, the, and the Havocs and the Terminators. Yeah. But now you've got, I mean, you can argue that you got the Domitar and Elites, but not everybody wants to bring, you know, a very, a very, you know, unique unit. Because they're that you're not supposed to have that Domitar for, like, Kirvalence shouldn't have Domitar, you know, Ferrum. You know, Agreed. You know, he yeah. shouldn't have them. They were, they were Perturabo's, you know, bodyguard. They shouldn't be rolling around in every Iron Warrior's, you know, you know, pride of legion it shouldn't be in my you know you know every iron fire list kind of thing so i think it was a it was a good move because it's a very powerful unit you know having crack crack missiles two shot crack missiles terminator armor with four pinball um with the ability to have you know a split fire with your sergeant and then yeah friend with them like low points like that's that's rough. Like it's really hard to play play against that because turn one, like especially in Centurion, what other infantry can move and fire like that? And be, I agree. And be counted as troops. So that was a good move. It sucks because it's like forcing a lot of Iron Warrior lists to change up a little bit. But I understand it's been coming. Yeah. Are we re- recording right now? I think so. <laughs> okay. Fuck, I don't know, man. Jesse? Sorry, for some reason my mute button was on. But yes, we have been recording. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, good. So all that yeah. that we were just talking about. That was about. not all in vain. So okay. we can continue on with uh, after that deep analysis of the Tormentor. <laughs> Very good. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I don't know if also. So, Robbie, did you want to talk about the Tormentor? I mean, like in depth, like like because we both played it, man. I think it's awesome. Yeah, you guys, go ahead. You all talk about the Tormentor. I'm just gonna sit oh, back and listen. I don't think there's like a whole big difference to it now. I mean, because it's still what transport capacity to 15. Um, if you bring it, I'm. There's still the argument that uh, the only things that can start in it are the ones that bought it for dedicated transport. So some people are going to still argue that only Perturabo can be in it, nobody else. But I call shenanigans on that because it's got a transport capacity to 15. You should at least have his bodyguard with them. Uh, so I don't care what you try to rule for me. Like, you're, you can start a unit. Like, I'll agree that 
the only people that can start in it are the ones that bought it, like, and their unit. But here's my only issue. My only issue is the special rule torment. And if if you read it, it says the tormentor fires if the tormentor fires all its weapons at a single target, it gains the tank hunters and monster hunter special rules for those attacks. So I could see people saying, okay, you gotta fire the volcano cannon, you gotta fire the twin linked heavy bolter, you have to fire the pair of side sponsoons. Um you have to fire everything, right? But I don't think you have to fire everything. I think you just have to fire all your weapons at a single target. You can't split fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's I. That's a weird rule um, because, like, why are you firing your heavy bolters at a vehicle? Yeah. It kind of makes it a little weird. But when you look at it, like, you're in the backfield, you have, you know, it's still a shadow sword chassis, so... When your last cannons and your your shadow sword cannon are the only the only thing that's in range, that's an extreme buff because your heavy bolters may not have been able to even you know be in the game. So getting free tank hunter on your last cannons is you know it's not a bad look. Um, and it used to I don't I have to I don't have my computer so I'm not actually looking at like the FAQ part of the tormentor. I'm just going by what I remember. But the old one. Um, using the, uh, like, its old profile, you could get four last cannons on it, you know, because you could have two sets of the sponsons with the heavy bolters, and you can trade them out for targeters to get the plus one BS. I don't think you can do that. No, I think it... No, I don't think you can. I'm pretty sure it just gives you, like, the cut and dry. You get two sponsons, last cannons, heavy bolters, and then the front heavy bolter and the shadow sword cannon. So, um, yeah, so... I think so, it's a- so where do you come down on this? Do you come down on this as like if you fire like the weapons that you have, if you fire at a single target you get tank hunter, or do you you come down and you say you've got to fire everything and if you're not in range with everything then you don't get that special rule. Oh man, if you're like the heavy bolters out of range, I don't think I should be penalized because I still use yeah. other weapons to shoot at you. Like for real, like it doesn't make much sense. Like why firing heavy bolters at a tank makes me better at killing tanks. Exactly. So yeah. I, I would agree that if you, everything that's available to shoot at this target shoots at this target, you're getting tank hunter. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't know if you guys think that's OP or whatever, but I think that's probably in the spirit of torment. <laughs> Such a cool tank though, man. Yeah, it like, is. I first started Iron Wars. I used like, uh, I don't know why I, I love Necron bits so much. It just, it, it adds like that, that dark age feel for me. And, uh, I had like, uh, a piece from the, uh, annihilation barge. And I, I used like a spring, like a large spring to act as like the coil of a, the, his void shield. And I used like a whole bunch of OSL, and it was pretty cool. Uh, that was cool. Picture. Robbie, Robbie's Iron Warriors were amazing, and like we still mourn the loss of that. But Robbie, if you have pictures, like shoot it over, man. We're gonna link it because I'm gonna have to. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So moving on, what we've always wanted Jared to do, but he hasn't yet. 
Yeah, the Atos. Are we done with the Iron Warriors? Because I know they uh, had. You tell us. Huh? Are we done? I know they changed up a relentless strategy. Oh yeah, that's true. I'm yeah. sorry. That, that's like the biggest like Primark change I've ever seen. Like, because that was like one of the most OP strongest things you could ever bring is Terminators all getting deep strike turn one reserves and all your wing detachments, like all your air support coming in with a good, like, and then you could bring like your command Rhino, everything coming in when you want. It was the strongest and it could fight <laughs> a war. Like it was, it was nasty. That's all you could use any right of war you wanted to give your terminators, uh, deep strike and turn one reserves and all of its support. Super nasty. Yeah, um, I don't. I'm not sure 100 because I'm not looking at the rules, but I'm pretty sure it's Perturabo and the unit of Terminators he's with, or whatever unit he's with. Yeah, any unit. Which two? What? What? Uh, turn to come in, which is pretty strong in itself, but it's totally toned down that whole rule. Yep. Yeah. Think it was a good decision? Fuck yeah! <laughs> it was extremely <laughs> nasty. Ask Bo. Our, when I first met Bo, it's because I kicked his dick in at Nova 2016 using <laughs> the strategist. All right. So, yeah, big change to Perturabo, Tormentor Upgrade, good old Rogue Dorn, and the Atos Dios. Known as the Oven of Cats. <laughs> God. <laughs> That's fucked up. So... Similar to uh, the Tormentor, you can uh, bring him in a game of 3,001 points or more. So I don't know if that was also a change-up like Proturabos or not, because I'm going to be completely honest here. I didn't realize Rogel Dorn had this crazy Thunderhawk. I really? Said, yeah. Dude, Dude. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm straight up, I'm not as... Uh, deep in this game as some others, so I, I had no clue. I'd never seen this, and uh, yeah, this is kind of cool. I'm always finding new stuff. Because all your gaming group is too poor to buy Thunderhawks for a dedicated They must be. <laughs> uh, I blame Jared and his salary. Uh, but, no, it's like, same thing, 3,001 points, so now you're taking away. You shouldn't be seeing a Primark in its dedicated transport and you know, your normal pickup game range. So now it's forcing like, Hey, this is, we're telling you, this is for bigger points. Like mm -hmm. you bring all this stuff because guess what? At this point, it's like you can synergize against an opponent. Like, like you bring stuff like this. Some people don't even bring anti-air and under, you know, under 2000 points, they're not bringing it 3000 points. They might have a quad gun or like the Arcus and that's it. And yeah. now you're saying I can fly my Thunderhawk in, use my Thunderhawk cannon, uh, D your Arcus, and now what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? <laughs> what are you doing? All right, square you, up. Square up. You square up. You better hope you got <laughs> everybody. <laughs> the Apothecary and like three different Laz Cannon heavy support squadrons just squared up, ready to go. So, I mean, I think what's interesting about both of these dedicated Primark transports, and I think they're the only two dedicated Primark transports that we have 
is it keeps them out of 3,000-point games, where they should be allowed to play um, as Lord of War choices. But because they are dedicated transports to Primarchs, um, they, they, they're not allowed to. So um, it really keeps them out of the 3,000-point meta, and I think that's good because you would be taking a lot of points in Lords of War. So, um, yeah, I think they're they're very narrative. I think they're very cool, and they probably are where they're supposed to be in terms of the only thing I would the only thing I, I'd like is like, could you take them without their Primarchs? And uh, right now you can't. But, Correct. You know, it's okay. Yeah, that's yeah. you know, it kind of makes sense. Like, I don't I don't can't remember the time a Tormentor was out there without Perturabo. Oh, in, no. in, in Angel Exterminatus, when he was inside the labyrinth, it was yeah. one shot in Eldar Titans. That's Absolutely. Absolutely true. was out there without Perturabo. Yeah. But he was still out in the field, though. Yeah. Uh, he was he was, doing was, was Perturabo yeah. still in the battle? Yeah, he was getting his, he was getting his soul sucked out of him. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, he can still have his dedicated transport out. He's just on the other side of the field just getting... <laughs> Dude, I gotta, I gotta reread that story. It's that's like one of my favorite books, man. Like it's honestly, thing, I like it after like it's killing like Eldar Titans like nonstop. It like slowly rinkadinks its way back after the engagement. Like, yeah, we did it, kind of thing. <laughs> like such a, it's like that. Serious. That book made me appreciate Iron Warriors so much. Oh yeah, that, that's definitely gonna. That's my new side project. Like one, Iron Warriors are fairly easy to paint, so that's a big plus for me. And also, I don't know, they, they just seem like it's rough and tumble. I don't know. They're they're my traitor legion of choice. One out of every ten Iron Warriors would not agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I drew the short straw, son of a bitch. Alright, so Aetos Dios. It's just more, more or less your basic Thunderhawk. Night Lords, under the heading of Talent for Murder, replace the text with the following. If any le- if, yeah, yeah, uh, if any units with the Legionis Astartes Night Lords special rule outnumber one or more infantry units during any initiative step in which they fight an assault, they gain plus one to hit and to wound. Bulky models count as two models and very bulky models count as three models on both sides for the purpose of working out when the Night Lords outnumber their victims. Uh, did that change much, or is that just a clarification? Does anybody know? Just a clarification of when you're fighting bulky models. Gotcha. Yeah. Yep. All right, so Conrad Kurz now has hit and run. They didn't give him the option to hurt Dreadnoughts. They just said, you can now get away from Dreadnoughts. <laughs> but he always had hit and run, didn't he? I'm going to assume no, just the fact that they yeah, tell him yeah, that he had, had hit and run. Absolutely. Had but they just, but then why under, why does it say to add? Because they've replaced all the special rules, right? Yeah. So rather yeah. than say, replace the third sentence in the second paragraph of special rules. Actually, no, that is the only bullet point, isn't it? Well, they, yeah. Hey, I'm I've checking been right now. I've with, with uh, friggin' Kurz before, so. I don't know. Well, apparently, about. apparently you've been uh, playing wrong, Austin, because I'm looking hey, right now and he's he's he is not there. I don't know what to tell you. Maybe it was somewhere else in his rules. 
Yeah, let me check here. Maybe it was Steven playing like that. The, the, the way that I've no, 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 it always was, uh... played Conrad Curse or played against him is like this. These rules are exactly the way I've played him. So I don't, I don't see ah, a whole lot of. Things. I found it, guys. So he has this uh, war gear called the Nightmare Mantle. Curse's raiment of war was a customized artificer suit, bedecked in grisly trophies of judgment and the flayed skins of those whose sins he saw as particularly egregious or noteworthy. It provides a two-up armor save a 4-up invuln save, and grants the hit-and-run and Hammer of Wrath special rules whenever he charges, inflicting you know three Hammer of Wrath attacks. So now... Oh, it's kind of, so it's now, kind of funny that they gave him a special rule bullet because the guy that I was playing with, half the time that he really should have hit-and-run with Kurz, he forgot, probably because uh, it was buried in the sense. So now he no longer just hit-and-runs on a charge. He can hit-and-run at any time. Although, if you're getting uh, charged... I don't think... By Kurz, so. yeah, it's... No, I'm sorry. Just want to hold that line. I now he hits and runs without the nightmare man. So yep. it makes you so, wonder yeah, they, where they, the nightmare mantle is going to go. Well, that's what they. No, if no, you look no, right no, down no, below, he still it, got it. Yeah. It's so just, no. So right now in the FAQ, it says now it just leaves out the hit and run part. They just changed up that uh, rule to remove the hit and run. And now put it in his main special rules. Well, what was going on is if he was getting charged, they were saying he can't hit and run because, and like when you talk about his armor, it's on the charge, he gets hit and run and hammer of wrath. Mm -hmm. Now, if he doesn't get the charge off um, and he gets charged, he should still have the option to hit and run. So that's why they added it to his special rules as the bullet. You now have hit and run no matter what, if you charge or be charged. Yeah. And sorry, super so, sidetrack. This is super sidetrack, and I'm really sorry for this, guys. I was looking at the uh, the kill team rules that are coming out. Apparently, if you charge and kill team, if you fail to hit, if you fail to reach your opponent, you still move the distance you charged. I fucking love that. That yeah, is so it's, cool. It's friggin' yeah. Necromunda rules, man. <laughs> I, don't know. Old school. I don't know. That Necromunda box is still sitting in my closet. I have not oh, no, not, it, not whatever they put out now. Oh, okay. Anyway, I'm sorry, but I thought that anyway. was really fun. Can, I like, think next on the list is uh, Will's favorite uh, change of all this. Spearhead, Centurion, Casterman, Orth. Under the heading Spearhead Commander, replace the first sentence with the following. At the beginning of the game, Casterman, Orth, must be assigned to a single vehicle with either the tank or super heavy vehicle type, which has front armor value of at least 13. So if I remember what Will was saying, so I guess apparently he couldn't be in a super heavy before? Yeah, there was some talk of whether he could or couldn't go in a super heavy and this just sort of well, up. Uh, what it yes. came down to is a lot of super heavies don't have the tank have rule tank yeah it's like their special like as their you know and their rules it would never even say like tank and what they were so now with that being said has forge world now really put a line in the ground saying okay a super heavy vehicle that does not have tank does not count as a tank now I guess so, because... I just thought about um, that. It's like, yeah. now they've really made a specific line in the sand. That probably makes sense, though. I mean, super heavy vehicles have always been kind of a category, category of their own, but now that Casterman Orth can be in a super heavy vehicle, right? I mean, that's, mm -hmm. I mean, that's amazing, because what does he do? Uh, Robbie, he's Add, plus, plus yeah, one ballistic skill. One ballistic skill gives Tank Hunter... And Tank Hunter. Amazing. Yep. This is interesting from my side because, like, um, 
any super heavies I have, if I wanted to run Iron Wing protocol, that super heavy glaive or falchion, they don't count as a tank as far as uh, building up that list. So that's kind of interesting. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, but that's something interesting to think about. Because I know for the longest time, what, hang on, wasn't there, maybe, oh, no, I'm just thinking of some other fan-made FAQ that mentioned, yeah, super heavy vehicles run as tanks. So I might be just projecting at that point. Well, super heavy vehicles can be... I think um, Jesse's having like a little meltdown right now. <laughs> falling down around him because he doesn't have anything to rely on anymore. That's okay. good. That's fine. Yeah. Did you take the red pill or the blue pill, Jesse? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember anymore. Exactly. So, so do you guys mind if I if I jump ahead a little bit here? No, uh, go no, ahead. No, yeah, yeah, that's fine. So, I was I was reading just like skimming through while you guys were talking about stuff that I don't know any better because I mostly play mortals and rereading the rules for the displacer matrix. Yes. We've in our, in our pre pre uh, podcast chats about this, we've been reading it wrong. Listen, did you think it was the invul or the armor save? I did think it was the invul. Yeah. It's so it only disappears if you fail armor. Which is great when you think about using your, is... your artifice for armor <laughs> to tank like small arms fire. Like, oh, did you just fury the legion? Me? Guess what? I'm going to put my Lord Marshal out in front. Two ups. And when I fail one, uh, it, uh, ignore it. And I'm out of here. Go ahead. Kill the last section. Yeah. You know, that's an important distinction, Austin. So what yeah. you're saying is like um, – if you're rolling invol saves, you stay on the table no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's huge, man. I think you're right. I think we have been playing it wrong. Yeah, no, because the first time we read it, we were like, oh, damn, you failed that invol save and you just vanish. Like something with, you know, strength eight that would just double them out. That, that doesn't matter. But yeah, that's no. That's very different now. Get hit with that las cannon and fail, you're still super dead. So you roll a one or two on an invol, and you're just dunsies, man. Well, I mean, you might not be dunsies. I can't think yeah, of anything I, that's not strength six or better that's also awesome. <laughs> probably. I actually, I actually had a, a point where I was like, I really didn't want to get zipped up. Um, I used the Lord Marshal, Displacer Matrix, Paragon Blade. I, I kitted him out for close combat, and I picked uh, Eternal Warrior uh, because, you know, as a Lord Marshal, you get to pick your Warlord trait. And I picked like this personal one, Eternal Warrior, um, kind of thing. But I ended up uh, rolling a one on my invol, which you know didn't kill me, but it still took me out of the combat. And I was like, no, I never got to swing with my Paragon Blade, so now it's cool that I want to use my invol to tank stuff and fight. Like, let's say I'm going against some like a Paragon Blade that didn't cause instant death. It's gonna go before me. I may I may tank all of them but one, but because I, I rolled that one for that one invol, I lost the wound. But now I'm zipped up to space and I didn't get my swings back. Now mm -hmm. I'm. Swing. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So now I can swing uh, because I'm. I want to get locked in with my invol save. And let's let's be honest. Like you're probably not going to use your Lord Marshal to be tanking like big wounds, anyways. Mm -hmm. Probably not the, you know thinking about who are you putting them with where you want to like protect them. Like 
if it's, it's with the last section, I we're probably going to use our cover saves before I use my Lord Marshal's, you know, armor or invol. Yeah, it's a, it's a solid little rules change. I enjoy it. I like it because it gives you options now. Like, mm -hmm. you choose to use your armor save if you don't want to stay there. It's like, we need to get out of here. Um, I'm going to let these tacticals come down on me and roll a one and get the fuck out because uh, we're about to be putting a meat grinder. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I like it, man. I think, uh, I think that's good and uh, definitely how it's supposed to be. If not, man, the, uh, you know, he just ends up being a tar pit for so many different things, which I think is awesome, but at the same time, you know, narrative and, and fluff. So, yeah. Cool. For sure. So All where right, are we on so, to next? Lord Marshall. Uh, yeah. Room. And I think this is, unless Robbie, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is just a, like, clarification rather than an actual change for the special character. Um, it used to just say save, I think. I think it, when you rolled a save of one, um, which... Uh, no, 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 no. We're talking about Lord Marshal, like the next. What does it say? Uh, so long as Ereton Masedi is present on the battlefield, first time any friendly unit other than a dedicated transporter or unique, and the same detachment of him is destroyed, roll a D6. Oh, oh, the special guy. Oh, yeah. no. People, it, they put a cap on how many times it can happen now. Oh, that's the difference. Yeah, All right. Now it can only be one time. Solid. <laughs> You know, that's like, if you think about, like, you got a Malkador or something that dies on a 5 or 6, it comes back. And then if it dies again on a 5 or 6, it comes back. It's like, yeah, no, that, that can be brutal. That, that's, uh, that's an extra 700-point-ish thing going on right now. Yeah. Totally changes the game. Yep, yep. And then a uh, couple of changes to the various provinces of war. Um... Survivors of a Dark Age, they just got the Termites, uh, which we talked about earlier. It's the only real change there. And then the Cult Horde, uh, all eligible units and models with this property contain the Hatred and Stubborn special words. Uh, and that replaces the first sentence, which I think was Zealot, right? I want to say it was. That yeah, sounds right. they're, they are no longer zealous. They just have... Uh, which is very understandable. Because, uh, you know, you're, which is, you know, I think it's not necessarily such a debuff because now, because you're stubborn and hatred, now you can go to ground if you have to. Yeah. Or Zell, it's like, I'm standing out. I have to take, I got to weather all this. And that was kind of the way to take them out was using, you know, small arms fire, heavy bolters, and you could take out all those levies pretty easily. Now you're going to be able to like cover jump them. Um, and if something was gonna like totally just wipe them out, now you can say, "All right, well, we're going to ground," and then that's like turn after the next. I'm gonna be ready for another charge uh, opportunity. So mm -hmm. I think it's kind of changed like the the way they're gonna play a little bit. It's not so much gonna be I'm just gonna run them forward, like kind of like a yeah. Here. Um, yeah, no, I I like this. I like this change a lot. Yeah, it doesn't really do. A whole lot as far as make them worse. It just gives you options. And I'm always about giving options. Absolutely. I so I really hate like why they they have to snap fire. 
um, which I understand you got to give the debuff um, for the buff, but that totally changes like the opportunity is that most people that want to do renegades and malicious, like you look at, you know, how, how many different lines give you the option to have two close combat weapons for, you know, your more, your mortals like that. Like if you look at forge worlds, renegade, and that's probably why they, they went to uh, last chance to buy is because no one could use them. Like I, I don't want to bring <laughs> yeah. las guns or auto guns. I want to bring two close combat weapons because I, I got a snap fire anyways. Mm-hmm. So I think, they should have adjusted the whole snap firing thing to make them a little more fun to use, you know, cause you can be freaking devoted to chaos and freaking crazy and still shoot a gun. Like, yeah, I would have, I would have preferred it to be like BS one or something like that. Oh yeah. I mean, there's, and like, there's but, entire but you could... options, like don't even bring heavy weapon squads, you know, because you're snap firing. There's some stuff you're not even, you can't yeah. even. The, the artillery? Like, you're not like bringing reduces. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you can't bring that. You're not shooting that because uh, you're really mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then again, though, God, if you have cold horde, tainted flesh, and could actually use Medusas, that would be ridiculous. It's like for a pure, pure, like, power sample. But yeah, I'd, I'd like him to mess with that a little bit. I've kind of got my fingers crossed for like more providences as more books come out. Mm-hmm. That was my hope, but I was also hoping that Spire Guard would get their own little providence. That didn't work out, so we'll we'll see how the glorious uh, mortals continue to do as books get put. Well, as long as your mortals are doing really well at events, I don't think they're going to adjust much. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll try to lose more. Thank you, Rob. No problem. I think that's what you should do. All right, so that wraps up the uh, Crusade Imperialis armies, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, pull on back a little bit. Well, let's, let, me, let me add something real quick. Uh, okay. To the actual army, but Mech and the Crusade, like, that's how good those books were. Like, that's how well-written the rules and everything. Like, look at what they had to change. They Very little. They changed anything. Like, how amazing is that? Yeah, and for armies that aren't anything like you know what they were putting out, uh, it just makes me think about the times before you know. But devil's advocate, also militia armies. I know we're pretty strong with the meta here in Richmond, but I wonder how big they're probably nowhere near as big as other legions. You say that, but how many <laughs> militia armies do we see? I've seen. One that wasn't mine. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, we like we like our militia down here in Richmond. <laughs> all, all, all of Austin. It's like, yeah. Well, and, you pop uh, up and you've got. You, I, I've played Robbie's before, and I he's think got Jason. Solar auxilia. He didn't get militia. Oh, yeah. I got. A, I got a real man. Excuse for. fucking me. I'm sorry. I, yeah, you're yeah. all mortals. They all look all the same. All mortals look I'm alike. Sorry. <laughs> They're all out of the same book, so I don't. I don't care. But in that point B, <laughs> not even out of the same book. What are you even doing over here? Who gave you they're a not? podcast? Wait, no. Solar Oxys are uh, what? Well, they're both in like the red, in, they got their own red book. Oh, their own red. Yeah, they're, they're yeah that's, that's what I'm saying. That's that's fair. All right, I'll, yeah. I'll allow okay. it. All right, thank you, thank you, Austin. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, 
Anyway, what was the point I was making? Anyway, yeah, there was less FAQ because less people play them. That's what I'm saying. Fight me. Well, after they're, they're terrible rules. No one makes sense, but no one plays them. That's 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 what I'm saying. You heard him, Robbie. You got to fight him now. <laughs> fight him. Oh God, I got to work tomorrow. Please no. It's all right. <laughs> we'll make it quick. Why are you knocking on my door, Robbie? No. I'm the anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. We. Pull everyone back in here. We did cast them north. Uh, world eaters. They get chain axes. Ba, ba, ba. Chain axes are free. I don't think that really changed anything. I guess it was a clarification. I think they added like the whole model clarification that it has to have a chain axe on it. Uh, you can't just say they have chain axe. Oh, gotcha. So long as this is appropriately yeah. represented on the model. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's probably true. Um, Lorgar, if only we had our world or word bearers guy here, right? I don't know. He's, He's a crap primark. Where are we going to find someone <laughs> to do that? Dark fortune, special rules. Ba-ba. Let's see. Yeah, I'm reading it and I, I, I don't, I don't care. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Steven. You're going to have to come here next time no. and explain this to us. No, what, what it does is <laughs> now, um, I think Dark Fortunes does the thing where you force your opponent to re-roll fives and sixes against you. It now works against this unit that Lorgar is with. Mm. So now let's say that Plasma squad drops down. Uh, you can now say you're re-rolling all your fives and sixes. I see. So it's like a weirdly inverted preferred enemy. Yeah. Well, it used to just work inverted. against Lorgar. So when you were attacking Lorgar... Yeah. But now it's his whole unit. Now it's, it's whoever he's with. Thank you, Robbie. Yeah, I told you I skimmed yeah. over the whole fact. You did, you did. And uh, Salamanders, Promethean Gift, amend the bullet point to read, all hand flamers, flamers, and heavy flamers used by models with this special rule gain plus one strength to the listed profile. This special rule also extends to any Salamander's vehicles used by a detachment containing units with this rule. In addition, all enemy flamer attacks are negative one strength when used against units comprised wholly of models with Legionus Astartes Salamanders. Note this benefit is lost if a unit with this rule is joined by the Primark Vulcan. I'm assuming because he already has something like that, and so they don't stack? No, I think they added that because Primarchs don't have Legion Astartes. Uh, so I gotcha. By putting, it says if they're entirely composed of Legion Astartes Salamanders, yep. you get the minus one strength. Um, so that's why he, they had to make that amend. Uh, I gotcha. And Vulcan makes you a little weaker. That's kind of interesting. But if they want to stick to their Legion of Starters rule, yeah, makes sense. I mean, you got a Primark with you. Why are you worried about Flamer attacks? And Vulcan, under the heading the Draken, the Draken, the Draken scale. The Draken scale, which is not a hammer. It's not also a hammer. This is the one time it's not a hammer. Replace the text with the following. Vulcan's armor was a marvel of the Imperium and a famed relic in its own right. Its crowning glory was the skull of the great fire drake Kasari, mounted upon a Primarch soldier, uh, shoulder, upon whose image the Legion symbol was based. The Dracon, the Draken scale, provides Vulcan with a two-up armor, three-up invuln, it also halves the strength rounded down of any flamer, fusion, Vulcite, melter, or plasma weapon when rolling to wound against Vulcan only. So people used to say because Vulcan's in the squad that 
all those uh, heat-based weapons would minus their hit. Uh-huh. Now it's like literally saying only unless Vulcan is taking the wound can he gotcha. minus the heat. Um, ha- he would have the heat weapon. Gotcha. All right. And now we're going to Raven Guard, which I haven't read through these rules, but apparently from what I've also read on the internet, they've they've taken a few hits. Some nerfing. Under the heading by Wing and Talon, amend the two bullet points to read Infantry, except models with Terminator armor of any type or the Jump Infantry unit type, gain Infiltrate and Fleet. Jump Infantry, Bikes and Jet Bikes, Infantry and Terminator armor get Furious Charge. That was very good clarification, because now your Jump Infantry aren't piggybacking on the Infantry rules while also maintaining Furious Charge. Gotcha. That that was a big buff, if I remember right, to the Raven Guard. Oh, gosh. It was a massive buff, because they were just grabbing all of it. Like a whole squad of Sherokins. Like, y'all aren't that good. (laughs) Calm down. (laughs) Strike Captain Alvarex Mon. Under the heading The Bleeding Edge, add the following at the end of the text. If the strike captain enters play in a vehicle with a drop pot assault special rule, his vehicle must arrive on the first game turn. He may not enter play embarked upon a vehicle with the subterranean assault special rule. Hmm, I guess we're not putting him in a termite, is what they're trying to say. Yeah, that's fluffy, because um, birds don't dig. <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with that logic and I'm sure there's uh, someone out there it's no longer the raven guard it's the groundhog guard <laughs> so yeah okay so that wraps up uh, the Legionus Astartes we went through the Crusade Imperialis let's uh, do a few more quick things through here and then uh, want to wrap it up for this time yeah, I'm cool with that. All right. So let's push on through with the Mechanicum Tagmata army list. Or did we already talk about that? I've lost track. Uh, we kind of like added we kinda, a little bit of stuff. Yeah. We haven't like gone bullet by bullet. Okay. So the Magos Prime, under the heading Ordnader, replace the text and weapons profile upon the bullet point and bombardment with the following. Once per game, in lieu of firing a weapon in the shooting phase, an Ordnader can opt in to call a bombardment attack against the enemy. This attack need not select the same target as any unit to which the Ordinator is attached, and maybe even if he has moved this turn or is embarked upon a vehicle, in which case he must use a fire point. That sounds very familiar. This, the attack has the following profile. It's just your basic bombardment, strength 8, unlimited range, AP3, ordnance D3, large blast, armor bane, barrage, record pinning. Is that the first paragraph? Because that's a lot of rules to that on bombardment. No, that's just a bullet point. That's, yeah, I, that's just, a, I was just making a joke that it's got so many additional rules. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's strength D, ignores cover, uh, preferred enemy everything. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. It's just a, it's a, a fancier uh, yeah, a fancier master of signal. All right, Magos Dominus, under the heading Patris Cybernetica, and the following at the end of the text. A character with this special rule may not join any unit with one or more models with a flying, with the flying monstrous creeper. Yeah, Jesus, I cannot speak right now. 
A character with a special rule may not join any unit with one or more models with the flying monstrous creature unit type. This stops Magos Dominuses from running underneath Bumblebots. <laughs> and, yeah, you can see the shenanigans in that. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. You, you can see the, uh, we're putting a stop to this right now in that paragraph. But I'm really fast, I promise. <laughs> All right, in the Horus Heresy Book 4 Conquest, Relics of the Dark Age of Technology Clarification. The rules for Relics of the Dark Age, included in the campaign rules section of the Horus Heresy Book 4 Conquest, are intended for use with and acquired as part of narrative campaigns by prior agreement of all involved parties. In casual games, players should, she players should seek the agreement of their opponent before including these powerful items of war gear in their armies, and they should not be treated as being part of the standard army list. Why? Eh, I'm shaking my head at anybody who thought this wasn't the case. Wait, you mean I can't put two nanite blasters on my Mortat? Afraid not, bro. But it's. A I mean, game. tell you what, tell you what, Robbie, we could play that. I'll, I'll seek an agreement with you. Yeah, bring your nanites. That's fine. And just watch this entire space station just blow up in the ZM game. I mean, that's what the Mortat would... That's like the... That's true. Mortat. Mortat don't... Mortat don't care. As long as we're not defending. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Book six, Retribution. Black Shield Allegiances. Under a heading, a note on allegiances, add the following to the end of the text. Though Black Shield armies may declare as traitor or loyalist, neither of these allegiances can trust those who would scratch up the signs of their legion heritage. All factions treat Black Shields as distrusted allies on the Age of Darkness allies chart. Cool. That's kind of weird, though, when you think about, you know, Knight Errants led by, you know, you know Malkador's Knight Errants. Like, why would you distrust them uh, if you're, like, your loyalist? I mean, I, I, think that, I think that makes sense, though, right? Because you always get, whenever a knight error shows up, even the other loyalists are like, man, weren't you an ultramarine? Like, why hey, what's are up you holding gray? So, even, like, if that dude shows up with a bunch of guys with, you know, bloody handprints on their armor instead of a I legion can. symbol, I, I, like, see. I can see. I yeah, it makes sense. And a Charis... Anacharis, Scoria. Under the subheading, the Vodian Scepter, in the Special Rules section, replace the weapon profile with the following. It's a Strength 2, Melee Range, AP 2, Two-Handed. Strength plus 2. Strength plus 2, thank you. Melee, Two-Handed, Armor Bane, Entropic Destroyer. Whenever this weapon caused, causes an unsaved wound or hull point, inflict D3 additional wounds, or in the case of a target with an armor value, an additional hull point on the same model. Invuln saves may be taken against these wounds or hull points, but they may not be replenished or ignored by any means, including feel no pain, it will not die, or blessed autosimilocker rules. Players may wish to make a note of how many wounds a model has suffered from this weapon for the purposes of tracking how many wounds they may not recover using such abilities. It's interesting... It seems like more bookkeeping that doesn't really... I don't know. No, it's, it used to be every hit inflicted wounds. Like, you didn't even have to roll to wound. Gotcha. Now it's... You hit, and now you still have to roll to wound. And him... I don't remember his strength, but it being only plus two... Uh, 
kind of changes things because it's D3 wounds. So even if it, it wounds like a multi-wound model, if it rolls low, it's not going to instant death them. Um, and you also get the impulse against them. Yeah. So, but I, so. it's still in line with no, uh, you don't replenish those wounds lost, which is really not that hard because um, most, most of the time, uh, like who's actually replenishing wounds like is our primarchs and things with uh, it will not die, which, you know, it's not really. And you can still replenish die. the initial wound that caused it, right? Because you take the unsaved wound and then you take extra wounds that you can't go oh, back. No, it's. Uh... It causes D3 wounds. It doesn't cause extra wounds. So let's say four attacks. No, it, it causes D3 additional wounds. It's, yeah, it's additional wounds, right? So you fail, yeah. you fail the save, you take the wound. Then you roll a D3 extra wounds, and then uh, you can't, you know, yada, 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 and they can't be replenished or ignored. Most things are only recovering one wound a turn. Right? So if you're in close combat, and he hits you, and you take, you know, that wound plus some extra, you can still heal back the damage he's just inflicted on you. I don't know. It seems, like you said, it seems like a weird bit of needless note-taking. Yeah. All right, folks. Um, let's see. So coming up next is book seven, and there's quite a bit of stuff in there that needs changing. You all want to take a break real quick? They should just delete Death Sworn. <laughs> and Death Sworn are unchanged. Let the record show. Which is surprising. Perfectly balanced unit. I'm Come at me. I'm Come at me. Just buddy. as the Emperor willed it. I'm putting them in the same pot as molecular acid shells um, of things that need fact but didn't get it. Oh. Ah. Gotta be a hater. I don't think the acid shell acid shells need a clarification. It's just they need to be changed. Cause it makes every time the weapon is fired, so you still gotta roll for each weapon. In my head that makes sense. At the same time, I really hate having to roll all those dice and then making the AP pools and whatnot. Even though even though technically even though technically I think you come off worse. I think you'd actually come off better. No, you would come off better against Marine equivalents if you just rolled a single die. But um, yeah, fifty-fifty. You get I it. think it probably just needs a regular tweak as opposed to just clarification. I don't know. Yeah, they used they were going to be in line for like a next book rewrite. Yeah, they're going to get some stuff, but because y'all are so you know, yeah, serious. I guess is a good way to say it. Like, I yeah, don't know. I don't we're know. still digging out all the fun toys out of the, uh, the emperor's toy chest. So we're not done yet. Well, you can blame Luther and they sure. <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's take a quick break and, uh, we'll come back a little bit later. Talk about book seven. All right, guys, we are back. We got Dave and Robbie. Austin had to uh, head on out. So uh, what we're going to do, we're going to wrap this segment. We're going to wrap this episode up now as a part one, and we're going to do a part two later on. We're going to get some more people in who have played, like, Space Wolves, Thousand Sons, and Custodians to talk more about the Book 7 FAQ and the Custodians. And so, uh, yeah, so before we leave want to plug something up here. Got an event going on. Dave, you got some, uh, you want to talk about that? 
Yeah. So guys, very special in the local area. So if you're in the, um, you know, Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, South Carolina area, very special event for you. Um, put on by, uh, one of our, um, you know, close friends. Um, it's going to be August 18th from 12 to six at a brewing company called bearded brew bearded bird brewing company hope i got that right um and it's going to be a three thousand point event so um it's very limited though so 10 players five loyalists five traders that's just the space we have allocated uh doors open at 11 and uh game starts at noon the game will go until 6 p.m uh, at the latest, and it's um, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of fluff behind it, guys. Um, if you want more, we're going to post links in the show notes, but it's called uh, Aberdeen Calls for Aid, a Horace Heresy event, and uh, very cool. Uh, Mike, who's hosting the event, has done a tremendous amount of work on terrain. Uh, really, really good work. Um, entry fee uh, is a high five. So if you want to come, just make sure you make sure you uh, you know email the the EO and and us and register on the Facebook page. And there's some other restrictions, but uh, just so you guys know, it's pretty open, and uh, I think it'll be a lot of fun. So that's all I got, Jesse. Thanks. Yeah, cool. Sounds great. Um, other show notes. We're going to be at Nova. So if you guys are around Thursday night. Around 5.30, we're going to be up at the lounge just chilling out, doing a little live podcast, having some fun, having some raffles. So come check us out and say hi. And uh, that's about all I got right now. Robbie, you got anything? Uh, I just want to do a quick plug to uh, Canna Heresy, uh, event that's going on here this weekend of the 21st at Games and Stuff in Glen Burnie, Maryland, uh, being led by Bo um, I don't have his contact on, on hand right now, but if you want to uh, go through uh, Maryland 30K and just make a post on there to get in touch with some of the guys, uh, I know Ryan Bridges, uh, he can get you in touch as well. Um, it's a um, kind of like a food drive event. So um, I encourage you, even if you're not actively going to this event, um, if you want to help support a fellow 30K event that's going to a good cause, it's Canna Heresy. Um, if you want to look it up on Facebook, um, I encourage you to at least donate um, you know, some of your, your extra food stocks or just give a little hand, a little shout out, make a little share. Um, you don't have to show up because uh, it's kind of short notice plugging something so quick. But um, the good gesture is, is great to go to a fellow 30K event. So. Very cool. Also, that reminds me, um, on July 28th, the, uh, the Forgotten Legion 30K podcast is running a live stream podcast with a whole bunch of different shows, including ourselves, for uh, raising money against DMD. So on uh, July 28th, go to warhammer30k.com, watch a fun live stream, donate some money, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. And with that, I got nothing else. Dave? Nope. Good to go. Yep. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Robbie? Nah, man. Y'all have a good night. All right. Y'all take it easy. Good night. Good night.